Welcome to the family here on Purple Mafia. I'm your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Wygen. Purple Mafia is available on the sportstuff.com, iTunes, Stitcher, and Double Twist. It's great to be back on board to talk about the Minnesota Vikings once again. It's been quite a while since April Fool's. Yeah, it's about, gosh, that's two months ago, over two months ago, so I apologize for that. Apologize that it's been a long hiatus and such, just kind of getting caught up with the lawn work and all that. You know, you get the idea, and of course the tough schedule with the wife and you know, and yeah, it, it just is what it is. You got to do what you got to do. First things first, as they say. And of course, it's not regular season football or anything. Yeah, because that's when I try to make football a bit higher on the first things first list, if you know what I mean. <laughs> and you know what? I love talking about football. I'm not trying to put anything down. It's just, it's just you know, you get the idea. Any adult would understand, I would hope. Pretty interesting draft for the Vikings. Not everybody's jumping for joy over it, but it's certainly not a bad draft, in my humble opinion. I'm not really, I don't really have any complaints, to be quite honest. I'm pretty satisfied with it, to be honest. You never really know until you know. You never know until they're wearing purple on Sundays. And you hope that most, if not all, these guys will be wearing purple on Sundays. Interesting picks kind of up and down the entire line. It's actually quite a fun draft when you when you think about it. Uh some depth picks and such with the lines, the tackles and all that, the offensive line, linebackers, and then some really interesting picks near the top and near the bottom and such as well. It, it, it gets fun, to be quite fair. So where do we start with? Should we start with the Vikings draft or should we do the transactions? Let's start with the transactions. Yeah, that's probably easier. Then we can kind of slide into the draft. So transactions since the last show. Zach Lyon has been, was re-signed as of April 18th. Uh, Chad Greenway further back, April 11th was re-signed to one more year. One final year, a final, you know, farewell tour for Chad Greenway on April 11th. Very cool to have him on board one more year. Alex Singleton and Terrence Plummer were cut. They're linebackers during the course of time with the uh, practice squad and such. They're cut as of right now. We'll see if they end up coming back on the training camp roster. Who knows? But that was as of April 13th. Jared Allen on April 14th. The, <laughs> well... See what year would it be? Yeah, she would have been uh, my cat would have been twenty six years old if she was still living. That would make her like hundred and forty or something in people years if she was still living. But yeah, I don't think so, right? Jared Allen was was signed on April fourteenth uh, to a one day contract from the Carolina Panthers. Now to the Vikings, one more day with the Vikings, and then he officially retired on April fifteenth. So God bless Jared Allen. Thank you for coming back one more time. Sorry you were unable to get the ring. I'm sure that was part of the reason. He just you know what? This was as close as it came. A 15-1 football team. We just we still didn't win the Super Bowl, so it's like, I guess it's time to go. I mean, my body's kind of tired of it, I'm sure, mentally and all that. He kind of wants to go do his own thing, and that's pretty much what took place, I believe, at this case. Born in 1982, three years younger than me, and he's already retiring from the NFL. I feel I feel old. I, I really do. Zach Line, like I said before, re-signed. Nice to have him on board. Valuable Zach Line for the Minnesota Vikings as of April 18th. So we slide into May. So this is, oh, now we're going to be post-draft. Ooh, I'm sliding ahead of things. Kind of a lot going, oh boy. Lots of guys kind of signed ultimately to the practice squad and such. I won't get too far into those. Of course, Xavier Rhodes, these are the important ones. Xavier Rhodes and Sharif Floyd. The team has exercised the fifth-year option on their rookie contracts. They're both coming into their fourth year already. Man, four years already for these guys? This will be their fourth season officially. 
to be fair. And then kind of a bunch of names here and there. Kyle Kyle Carter, tight end. That's kind of interesting. Well, no, it isn't. Uh, you signed Morris Bowringer. Okay, that's a name we're getting ahead of ourselves. <clears throat> but yeah, we signed the rookie contracts for all the guys during the course of this time, including eventually Mr. Laquan Treadwell, who was the last guy to sign. Fifth-year option for him. Uh, the important one, the team has declined the option, the fifth-year option for Mr. Cordero Patterson. Oh, darn. So he comes in for his fourth year, and it's a contract year for Cordero Patterson, CP84. Maybe he shouldn't worry about playing rock, rock paper, scissors with uh, Mr. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater. Might be more interested in, like, like doing something, like, as a wide receiver. Thank you for being a decent kick returner and all, but it would be more than helpful to have him as a wide receiver out there competitively. It would be great, but, well, he's going to have to earn it. He really is. Yeah, uh, sorry for snapping my lips so much. That might be annoying. Uh, ultimately, there you go. It's mostly the rookies getting signed and other guys getting cut along the way. So we'll see what happens. Guys, you know, that are signed to the... the they're going to be trying out and such at OTAs into training camp and all that. OTAs took place. Don't really have a whole lot to say about that. Just glad nobody got hurt. That's about it. I mean, Morgan looking good out there. That's cool. Really appreciate that. That's a tight end taken in the sixth round. We'll get back to him in a jiffy here. So let's get to that draft for the Minnesota Vikings, regardless of <laughs> where we're going to go. So you had wide receivers taken and such along the way. The Vikings were going to take a wide receiver, right? And there was names like Corey Coleman, Will Fuller, me and Sebastian not on board with that. Sebastian, of course, the host of the Purple Press Box and, of course, an occasional co-host on the Purple Mafia. We would like to have him on more often, but like I've said a trillion times, tough schedules for both of us and all that, and the wife and all that. You know, you get the idea. I don't need to rehash that too many more times. But you figure, okay, Josh Doxson's the guy, most likely. Back corner end zone, uh, Sebastian wanted a linebacker. Let me talk about that more in the uh, the second segment and such. I almost should have had Sebastian send in a uh, audio submission, but maybe next show. Maybe next show. I kind of wanted to get this one done. Get things caught up. Give you guys your Viking fix. I don't want to put things off. Don't know how busy he is, how long it might take him. So just figure, get this done now. Doggone it. Corey Coleman was a guy that both of us kind of saw as probably the lower of the group, like the big four, big five or such, if you consider Michael Thomas big five. But the big four, Corey Coleman, Will Fuller, Josh Doxon, Laquan Treadwell. Some people had Treadwell going the highest out of this group. Others figured it'd probably be Doxon. Will Fuller, I mean, neither of us really wanted him on the team. Some fans out there like him, but most people know. More of a straight line kind of guy. Easy to bring down. Corey Coleman, shifty and such. But I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Is he another Tavon Austin? Yay. Uh, and maybe that's what he'll be for the Cleveland Browns, who took him 15th overall. That, that, that's a fairly, that's fairly high. I, I think, I think that's kind of high, isn't it? I, I I don't know. I mean, it's higher than, uh, I thought he was going to go. I thought he'd go in the 20s. And such, 15th overall. That's kind of, huh. Uh, it is what it is, though. Uh, just like Devon Austin went a lot higher than some people thought he was going to end up going. And there he goes. All right, so Houston Texans, 21st overall. There goes Will Fuller. So all the fear of the Vikings taking Will Fuller. What's the 23rd overall pick? Whew, gone. Okay, so that's good. I feel better now. But there's still one more team ahead of us. I really want that Josh Doxon dog on it. And the 22nd pick in the NFL draft goes to the Washington Red, or I mean, is, is Josh Doxson. Well, what a big shock. Just 
shoot, man. Well, there he goes. Josh Doxson to the Washington Redskins and Sebastian's favorite wide receiver in the world. The fastest guy ever, according to him, anyway. You know, very fast, according to Sebastian, right? At least at least on the last show. It seems like he's mellowed a bit on him. And you'll hear me on uh, Purple Press Box as well on SoundCloud. I, I got on, I, be- on, I believe it's his most recent show. I forget if there's one in between. And there's Jordan Walters on there as well, a new co-host he's added on. Great guy, really friendly guy. I talk about him in the next segment as well. Kind of introduced himself, joined the Pearl Mafia show. Not sure if he's listened yet, but maybe he's listening now. This is maybe his first show listening, if he didn't want to jump back to a two, two-month-old show. But hey, you're more than welcome to listen, all of you. I mean, it's a fun show. So you see what our thought process was at the time. Sebastian ripped Laquan Treadwell a new one, cursed him out endlessly. But there he is still on the board, and I think, well, that's probably going to be the guy, right? Are, are we going to take? Are we end up taking a linebacker instead? No, the Vikings do select Lacon Treadwell, 23rd overall. Like you all know, the big, big son of a gun out of Ole Miss. I like him. Uh, similarities to Stefan Diggs, before I forget who he is, right? <laughs> similarities to Stefan Diggs. Kind of the shiftiness and such. The way he... Kind of an in-between guy. He can He's kind of shifty, but he's not a Percy Harvin type, you know, that type of deal. He's more of a wide receiver than a Percy Harvin, but not a back corner athlete like Josh Doxson. Kind of quick, quick turns and such. Sebastian has not thought he's quick, but the kind of guy you can throw the ball to and he'll make the catch. That's what I like about Laquan Treadwell. He's got the physical size and such. He can kind of fill a Chris Carter type of role for the Vikings. And you still have Stephon Diggs, who's a faster version of him. And after that, well, you still have Jarius Wright, who I'm a huge fan of. Oh, and maybe Cordero Patterson. Ah, whatever. And you also bring in another wide receiver later in the draft. Uh, we'll talk about him later, damn it. Uh, where did Michael Thomas go? He ended up going in the second round, 16th overall, to the Saints. Uh, to the Saints. So Michael Thomas was a guy that uh, Paul Charchian locally was a gigantic fan of. Really liked Michael Thomas. Looked at him as the guy the Vikings should go after. And he was dirt certainly on the board, but he went almost a whole round later. Almost. About like three-fourths of a round later, Michael Thomas to the Aints. One of my least favorite teams of all time now because of what took place seven freaking years ago, six and a half years ago. Demarcus Robinson, that name sounds kind of familiar. Fourth round, 28th overall to the Chiefs, a former podcaster who got a head up his ass just a little bit. I don't know. That's a little parting shot. But yeah, uh, long story. Maybe I shouldn't get into it because I just, yeah, I, I, I can't deal with it. <laughs> you know, I can't deal with it. If, if you under if you knew what took place, maybe you'd agree with me. So let's get on to that second round, huh? Vikings have the 23rd pick in the second round as well. Some guy, go ahead. Of course, uh, Mr. Eli Apple went very, very, very early to the New York Giants. Much to my semi-chagrin, but it, it's just one of those things. It kind of happens, you know. It just kind of happens. It's the way it goes. Um, you're not going to get everybody you want because it's just not going to happen. You know, Eli Apple way up there to the Giants. Sebastian thought Eli Apple wasn't a first-round talent at the time. I don't know. I think he's a first-round talent. The Giants certainly thought so, too. That's why they took him as high as they did. Sebastian might have been laughing his butt off. And I got to, okay, maybe I shouldn't keep mentioning him so much. He's probably like, okay, Joey, you don't need to, like, overdo it here. And I apologize. Um, but... Another guy that I talked about on the show that I addressed as a possible choice, even even as high as the first round, but if he slips to the second round, you got to take him, right? And that's McKinsey Alexander out of Clemson University, the national runners-up to the Ohio State. The Ohio State Buckeyes, the national champion Michael Thomas, 
and the quarterback I'm going to talk about in a second, too, who I kind of wanted on this team, but unfortunately he didn't come here. Um, really, 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 really thrilled with uh, Mackenzie Alexander coming in. Got to love him. Uh, pass deflections, great coverage. Just, uh, and his personality, the, the stories behind him. I posted it on the Facebook page. We'll talk about it briefly in the second segment. Just kind of came from, you know, came from tough times, working his ass off and such in, in Haiti uh, with his family. And he ended up making it to, to the NFL. I mean, how, how exciting is that? Just, just a workhorse, ultimately. A, a smaller guy, smaller in stature at 5'10", 190. He was a junior out of Clemson, by the way. Just a, a personality that I think could be a leader in that secondary as years come, along with Harrison Smith. And when you have a head coach who is just who specializes in that secondary to the level that Mike Zimmer does, I think McKenzie Alexander is going to be a hell of a player in this league. I, I really do. He reminds me of Antoine Winfield a bit. Uh, did Antoine Winfield get a lot of interceptions in his career? No. But what was one of the excuses for Antoine Winfield uh, along the way, and what was McKinsey's excuse, so to speak? They didn't really throw the ball his direction, and that's what he said. I mean, that's the reason he didn't get interceptions, because they didn't really throw the ball his direction very much. And opposing quarterbacks did not throw uh, Antoine Winfield's direction very much. Small in stature as well, but a great tackler. And ultimately, uh, McKinsey, not probably the tackler Antoine Winfield was, but maybe he can develop into that over the course of time, but a fantastic coverage receiver knocking the pass down. What's the goal of a cornerback? To not allow the receiver to catch the ball. McKenzie Alexander does not allow the receiver to catch the ball. And that is a wonderful thing in my humble opinion. I couldn't be happier about him. And you know what? I wish I did this show like about a month ago. Uh, You know, it's like the emotions that I felt at the time. I think I could have done a better show at the time, to be honest. And I I do apologize for that. It's just kind of one of those things. You can't get it out early enough. But we're here today anyway, and that's what counts at this stage. But Mackenzie Alexander, I mean, I'm pretty much saying about what I wanted to say about him. I think he's going to have a very successful NFL career. Uh, Josh Robinson's gone. Mackenzie Alexander, well, there's a spot right there, ultimately. Not necessarily going to take Josh Robinson's spot in in the schemes and such, but maybe for the time being. Uh, you still have Captain Munnerlin. I almost forgot about him, right? Isn't that great? Isn't that goofy on the last show? Almost kind of forgot about him. Uh, you obviously still have Terrence Newman. Is he going to shift over to safety or is he going to stay where he is? And you have Rhodes closed, Xavier Rhodes, all that good stuff. Up and down, but overall a very strong cornerback. And McKenzie Alexander can develop into the guy I think he can. And you still have Harrison Smith, who I gave the MVP award for the season on the last show. And I stand by that. The newly signed Harrison Smith, five-year deal. I mean, yeah. I mean, that was the only transaction in the month of June, by the way, because June's the quietest month of the year for football. It, it really is, by, by a mile, other than OTAs, I suppose. Mm, you know. Uh. <laughs> but McKenzie Alexander, to me, is kind of, in a way, the highlight of the draft, even though Laquan Treadwell, I think he's very talented. I think he has a very bright future in the NFL. But I think McKenzie Alexander has a very glowing future in this league. Uh, an underdog, so to speak. Everybody loves the underdog, right? Except for the freaking country wants to keep cheering for the Warriors, which I don't understand over there. Talk about everybody but underdog. You know, you really like the bully, the arrogant bully that you just want to punch their face in because it's some some country. Okay, yeah, I'm getting in the wrong topic here, but you get the idea. McKinsey Alexander is that kind of underdog that you love and you, you want to see him succeed. And you know he can play. 
and he's a part. Of, he was a part of a very good college team, and he's going to be a part of a very good NFL team, and especially in that secondary. It's continuing to develop and become one of the best secondaries in the league with the, the coach that can get it done. Um, really love the guy's confidence, and they say it does border on cockiness, but, well, you got Mr. Big Mouth in Seattle. He's the ultimate cocky SOB in football. He's, he's the Steph Curry of football, right? No, he's, he actually might be worse than Curry, actually. He's more like uh, uh, Draymond Green. Yeah, I have a little basketball in my mind right now. NBA Finals going on. <laughs> a little emotion tied into that series, more than some in the past. Uh, you get the idea. But uh, McKenzie Alexander's future in this league is part bright. Let's move on. I Enough, right? You get the idea. You get the idea. I have a good feeling about him. And there you go. Uh, the Vikings make some trades along the way to add some more picks for next season. And we wind up in the fourth round. Because another team wanted to trade up. The Vikings accumulated some picks for next season. So there you go. Willie Beavers, or is it Billy Weavers? Okay, it's Willie Beavers. A type of name that's extremely easy to screw up, especially when you're ultimately working at a place that's called Weaver Lake, or that's the address, whatever, the Weaver Lake and Weaver, Beaver. Yeah, it's driving me crazy when you see Willie and all that. So there you go. He's an offensive tackle coming to the Vikings. 23rd pick overall again. 100, or not overall, 23rd pick in the fourth round. 121st overall. Very athletic and such. Six foot four, 324 large individual indeed. Does he, uh, does he compete for the right tackle? Well, ultimately, actually, they're saying he's more of a left tackle. And maybe he can provide some type of a, some type of a cushion behind Matt Khalil at some point here. A little early to get too excited about a fourth-round pick, but a talented guy. Sebastian, not all the way in on this one, but you never know, and I'm not all the way in either. I mean, it's kind of early to get excited about somebody from Western Michigan, you know, one of those type of things. But it's good that we're continuing to build, beef up, beef up and build the offensive line, putting some cushions behind some of the other guys and hoping for the best. Uh, it would be great to see. Ken Trill, brothers, Sebastian all over. Man, why do I keep mentioning Sebastian so much? I'm probably driving him crazy. Fifth pick, 23rd overall, 160. And I like him as well from what I've seen out of Missouri. Mizzou, Mizzou. Really like him, the Tigers over there. Talented guy. Uh, fun to watch, ultimately. Um, very quick. Like, he's a rhythm linebacker. Uh, just knows where to go. Positions up very well. Uh, really like his potential in the league. And, well, he can help replace some of the guys we've lost, like the Michael Mottis over the course of time, cutting him last uh, last training camp. Kentrell Brothers dropped at the linebacker. And who knows? Obviously, we'll start with special teams, i got to think. I mean, a linebacker in the fifth round, special teams, I think that possibility is, like, off the charts. You want to earn playing time in this league. That's where you start off. And then Kentrell Brothers, it'll continue to develop in time. You'll probably get some snaps here and there when uh, when, when, there, when you have three linebackers out there. Obviously not in nickel sets and such. And obviously not in dimes. Yeah, dimes. No no, 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 no stuff, right? <laughs> but uh, a, a nice pick overall. A guy that slipped a bit and has a ton of talent out of Mizzou. Thank you very much for that one. And then the guy that a lot of people have been after. A lot of people were after uh, the Packers and Lions and such. Other teams out there. Moritz Bowringer comes to the Minnesota Vikings, the German guy. Yep, the German guy that we that everybody was talking about. Where is he going to go in the draft? What's ultimately going to happen? Well, the Vikings were the team that ultimately ended up taking him, and I guess this is the team he always wanted to come to. 
very cool. Uh, had a really strong pro day. A lot of people excited about him. I do think this could be a very intriguing pick. Others out there do believe that he might end up being a starting wide receiver, even the leading receiver for the Vikings. I'm not quite ready to jump on that just yet, but we'll see what happens with it. Uh, his, his potential is outstanding. He's a very big receiver. He's fast, and he has really good hands. This could end up being one of those picks where you get really lucky. Again, fifth pick in the in the uh, fifth pick in the sixth round, 180th overall. One of those guys that slipped and a lot of people passed on. I mean, several times over, several times over, several rounds down. Who knows? Uh, this can end up being one of those really exciting, lucky picks where a guy slipped as far as he did, and you and you and you're able to scoop him up. You're able to kind of just sit and wait. You you know what his ability is, and you know other teams are going to pass on him, and boom, there you go. And you don't have to worry about signing him to a free agent contract. You got him in the draft, and he's a Viking, and he couldn't be happier. This is the team he wanted to come to. He always dreamed coming to the Minnesota Vikings. Morris Bullringer is on the Vikings, and there's a lot of German heritage in this town, isn't there? Not, not this town all necessarily, but the state and such. Uh, Summit is a German beer. Yeah, or it's, you know, it's kind of a German origin. Shell's German and then, of course, it over there in New Orleans, which Sebastian lived in for a long time. So a lot of German culture here. Heck, I have German in my uh, in my bloodline as well from my mom's side. Like partially, partially English-German. You get the idea of dad's side, Lebanese, but you get the idea there. Tight end, uh, David Morgan, who looked really good in OTAs. 13th pick in the 6th round, 188th overall. Has looked good in OTAs, and a lot of people do believe he will make the team. Which is crazy, despite a lot of people also do believe that Michael Pruitt also is going to get increased playing time over the course of the season. And you still have Kyle Rudolph, who almost won a playoff game for you. If the kicker would have made his kick, he would have kind of made one of the winning plays of the season, ultimately drawing the penalty and then making the huge play right after that against Chancellor. Oh, man, heartbreaker. Uh... I guess we have the best tight end depth in the NFL at this point. I mean, you, again, Kyle Rudolph, Michael Pruitt, and then you and you have David Morgan, who's looked pretty good so far. Uh, early to say, obviously, but the odds of him coming, pretty good. He's looked very strong, lunch pale guy, you know, tough, versatile, quick. We'll see what happens. Um, early to say, obviously, he'll start in tight end. Uh, him, him and Steven Weatherly was a seventh, the seventh round pick to wrap up the draft. Oh, he's one of the guys to wrap up the draft. Most of these guys will see special teams action as long as they survive training camp. David Morgan probably will, even though there's a lot of tight ends that somebody else might end up being a, a casualty along the way. Unfortunately, unless there's injuries, then certain guys will make it anyway. Steven Weatherly, linebacker, seventh round, picked sixth in that round, 227th overall. Six foot four, linebacker, very tall individual. 267, a junior, uh, and uh, we'll see what happens with him. J. Ron Kurse, uh, people very excited about this pick, actually. Could be a nice little sleeper, and I know that's cute to say sleeper, but 23rd overall, so the, or 23rd overall in the 7th round, uh, 244th overall in the entire draft. Another guy who'll start off in special teams as long as he survives training camp and all that. And who knows? Uh, Vikings always have needed help at safety to go along with Harrison Smith, not to uh, <laughs> replace Harrison Smith. That's for damn sure. But uh, the Vikings not addressing safety in the draft until the until very late in the, in the seventh round. Um, who knows, though? In the, in the, in the, in the, over the course of the next couple of years, maybe he'll be one of those sleeper guys, but 
very early to say. Uh, very early to say indeed. I don't have a whole lot to say about these late picks, ultimately. You just, again, like I say, every single year, every single year, it's all about getting on that special teams, doing a good job there, and that's a good start. And eventually, hopefully, you move up. You move up. Uh, Marcus Sherrills, why do you think he's still in the NFL? Special teams. Is he like really a, a coverage corner? Hell no. Hell no. He's a special teams ace, though, in the kick returning. And there you go. Well, punt returning, per se, even though he does a lot of fair catches, but at least he doesn't fumble them, and he's an occasional threat to take it back to the house. The draft, to me, not bad at all. You you addressed wide receiver. You told Mike Wallace to go do something to himself, and you replaced, uh, you replaced him with Laquan Treadwell. Not quite as explosive, but he was, he's going to wear the same number, I guess. Oh, goody, right? Out of Old Miss. Uh, 6'2", 221, a giant in in size. Uh, not the tallest guy ever. 6'2", isn't that tall, but big enough. He had some athleticism, and of course he had, he was playing with an injury, a very serious injury in uh, in, in, in his junior year there. He, was, he, had, he had recovered from it, which did slow him down a bit, and you're going to have health so that's that's the good part. You're gonna have him. Be, you're gonna have him at a stronger health clip, and you're gonna see increased speed. I gotta think out of Laquan Treadwell, a serious injury like that, to be as productive as he was after that, the year after a serious injury, in his case, to develop what he has, what he has become, to, to become a number one pick in the uh, 23rd overall pick in the NFL draft, and be touted as high as he was. Pretty exciting, and we'll see what happens with him ultimately. Laquan Treadwell. I did say on Sebastian's show, and I also will continue to say this guy could very quite very possible lead this team in catches for the years to come. Probably not as his, probably not as a rookie, but over the course of time, I do think Laquan Treadwell has <laughs> leading receiver uh, possibility to his future in this league. But particularly being the guy that can make that big catch in the third down with a physicality, maybe he could be a bit of an Anquan Bolden type, that physical guy who could make the big catch. Again, more of an in-between guy. Not a Percy Harvin, and not a burner either, like a Randy Moss athlete type of guy, but a guy who'll make those big, bleeping third and 15 catches that change games and lead your team to paradise one day. Or at least gets your team a lot closer to it. And then other players ultimately make the stand when they need to as well. And there you go. Isn't that exciting? I, I feel good about the draft, ultimately. I think the Vikings have improved. Now the hope becomes, <laughs> now that the expectations have increased, the Vikings already have a division championship under their belt with Mike Zimmer and co. Teddy Bridgewater. For the first time in God knows when, since maybe the 70s, can this team <laughs> come off a season where the expectations are picking up and live up to those expectations Rather than you had the 2009 Vikings, all that fun, that fun season, and they came back the next year, laid an egg. 98 Vikings, unbelievable historic records all over the place, came back in in, uh, 1999. Well, they laid an egg for a while until Jeff George took over, but it was too little too late at the end of the day because the Vikings lost home field advantage, and, well, the St. Louis Rams were faster than hell. Yeah, they were freaking fast and deadly and all that good stuff. And so many times in the past when the Vikings won a division championship, they followed the next year by not playing nearly as well the next season. Can the Vikings end all that? Possibility is very strong because we're not just trying to hit a home run with a couple guys 
we're building through the draft for the first time since God knows when. Probably ever, pretty much, to be quite honest. You're not bringing in Randall Cunningham. You're not bringing in Brett Favre. You're not bringing in Warren Moon. You're not bringing in Herschel Bleep and Walker. You're building in, you're, you're bringing in draft picks. Draft picks and maybe some, some intelligent free agent signings like Alex Boone. Not the home run free agent signing or the home run trade or a guy that's 39 years old and you hope for the best. Pray to God he's going to still be great, like the Warren Moons and the Brett Favres of the world. Fun season in 2009. Unbelievable, but it was a one-year wonder, and you had a bunch of older veterans. That was the only chance they were going to have. Doggone it. Antoine Winfield was getting older, and he had a Liz Frank that whole bleeping season, which really was a freaking buzzkill because you really, you know, the big games, the big moments, and he was injured, and he couldn't make the big plays that he normally could when you have a, a cracked foot down the middle like that. That's what a Liz Frank is. It messes you up completely. And it just, it was so disappointing to see Antoine Winfield not playing to the level that he normally had played. Remember how great he was in 2008? Remember how unbelievable he was? He was the MVP of the 2008 season outside of Adrian Peterson and Jared Allen. He was the MVP of that team. Just unbelievable. And then 2009, you had that cracked foot and it just wasn't the same. And, and uh, you know, he could have maybe made some big stops in games that he didn't, like the Bears and such key plays saying, okay, they get the idea, I'm rehashing stuff. But you had older guys, that's the whole point. Kevin Williams, Pat Williams, Fat Pat. You had all these older guys who two or three years later were either out of the league or pretty much washed up if they weren't out of the league. One, you know, the one one trick, you know, not one trick pony, but one year wonder type of deal with a couple other guys that were young and, and up and coming still, but they were kind of left on their own and we had some sucky seasons after that. 2010 sucked, 2011 sucked, 2012 was a was was a sugar high for a moment, and 2013 was kind of funny and weird and mental, and I don't know how to describe it other than it just sucked. There, yeah, it sucked. <laughs> and blah, 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 blah. 14 was finally like, enough is enough is enough. Let's just stop screwing around and make some good draft picks and such with and get a coach that's the real deal. And we finally did it. And finally, hopefully, got the right quarterback as well. This, that, and that. Uh Love the approach. The chances of this team winning the division again are still very strong. It's just, unfortunately, Green Bay hasn't gone away yet. But hopefully Aaron Rodgers' decline continues because he wasn't the same guy last year, was he? Keep it up. Keep it up, Aaron. Keep keep dropping down. Hopefully removing cheese from your uh, removing cheese from your diet ends up being your undoing. Wouldn't that be great? Wouldn't that be great if the old cheese killed the old Packer quarterback? Wouldn't that be funny? Wouldn't that be something? You know, and no cheese... You don't have cheese in your Packer quarterback? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. This could be a disaster. Could be a disaster. And before I forget, let's talk about the quarterback uh, that I was wanting to mention. It was a backup. A couple of guys, actually. Where were they? Where are they? Where did they wind up? Well, ah, where did he go? Kessler. Kessler. There he is. Cody Kessler in the third round of the Cleveland Browns. So the Browns, again, they got Corey Fuller. Corey Coleman, I don't know why I'm calling him Corey Fuller. I was like, wait a minute, that didn't come out right. Corey Coleman, and they also got Kessler. Ryan Kessler, they are Cody Kessler. See, I'm going crazy. Ended up going to the Cleveland Browns, 30th pick in the third round, 93rd overall. So there goes Kessler to back up RG3, potentially, maybe third string or something. We'll find out what happens. And Cardale Jones of Ohio State slipping all the way down. 41st pick in the 4th round, 139th, the Buffalo Bills, Cardale Jones. Huh, uh, kind of a bummer. I wouldn't have minded picking him up somewhere along the way. Um, 
But the Vikings didn't get him, and that's the end of it. Uh, I know, you, and obviously you're not bringing him in to be your starter, especially in the fourth round, but just imagine getting him earlier in that fourth round because he was there, uh, maybe instead of Beavers. But, oh well, I mean, you're building that offensive line. I have no problem ever, ever with the Vikings taking offensive linemen, ever. It's in the mid-rounds, early rounds, whatever. No major problem with that. Just would have been interesting to see Cardale Jones of the Vikings, or even Ryan Kessler. But Kessler went a little... Arco- I keep calling him Ryan Kessler. I don't know what where that's coming from, and I apologize. Um, but, wow, he went a little bit higher than I thought. I thought Cardale Jones would go above him with that, that big arm, but his inaccuracy, not the sexiest thing and all, all that. But, man, he's got a hell of an arm. And Kessler's got a lot of accuracy, but not much of an arm. So, <laughs> kind of like a classic backup quarterback in the league. Yet he went in the third round. Hmm. Interesting spot to take him. But then again, who are they? They're the frickin' Browns, or as Sebastian would call them, the, well, <clears throat> the bleepin' Browns. Christian Hackenberg, people not too excited about that with the Jets. They booed the crap out of that. Uh, Denver Broncos have the quarterback of the future, Paxton Lynch. But for now, they're going to have Sanchez lead the way. Ooh, Sanchez. Oh, oh. yeah, Sanchez. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, three punters were taken in the draft too. The Jets took Lichlan Edwards, 14th pick in the seventh round. That's kind of funny. Riley Dixon, seventh round pick to the Broncos, and early in the sixth round, San Diego Superchargers take Drew Kaser. Congrats to that. Congrats. Congrats. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of bouncing everywhere, but hey, it's kind of reviewing the draft, kind of catching up. I'm kind of steely, kind of excited. And, uh, yep, should we just jump into the fan interaction and such? And if I did miss a call, I apologize, and I'll dig it up. But I had to get the show out, and I'll try to dig it up and get into the next episode, which is kind of lame. But, uh, you know, if it's about the draft, it's still fine. You know, it, it is what it is. Just want to thank you guys again. So, uh, with that, thank you guys for listening and such. But stick around for that fan interaction. <laughs> Am I, I acting like the show's coming to an end? It ain't coming to an end, just a segment. Thank you for putting up with my uh, all-over-the-place-ish, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I'm a little bit wild, a little bit wacky crazy. Excited to get back on the air, bouncing everywhere. So let's end this and come back for segment number two. We are back here on Purple Mafia segment number two. Time to do some fan interaction. Kind of different, uh, you know, the off-season shows are back to two segments, like I said earlier. So here we go. Please forgive me if I don't get to everything just because it's been a while since the last show. And, you know, I'm kind of trying to get this show together here. So if something new happens and I don't get to, like, the newest, the brand newest comments, that type of thing, please forgive me. I'll have to push them into the next show along with call-ins, that type of deal. So I do apologize for that. Just kind of trying to piece things together here, if you know what I mean. Kind of read between the lines on that one. So we will continue where we left off, episode number 213. It's been a while. April Fool's is the last time we recorded. We talked about, you know, leading into the draft and such. Lots of interaction, though. It's pretty crazy. Uh, Sebastian Balls. Uh, it says Sebastian Barton now, so his last name is different at this stage. Uh, he says, about time. And then Sebastian, or yeah, Sebastian says about time. And then he posts a picture about, oh yeah, his his draft analysis and such. Very cool. He's talking about uh, Goff, Jared Goff, you know, who ended up going to the Los Angeles Rams. Thomas, 
who went in the later rounds there, a guy, Michael Thomas, guy I was fairly high on in the last draft, but then again, it just is what it is. He says, Fuller's hands are rocks. That again, that's the guy from Notre Dame. I'm glad the Vikings won. Did not wind up with him. Uh, he also says, OMG, sounded like me of the way I analyzed it, saying I'm not the only person... I'm certainly not the only person that likes him. I don't have him as my top receiver, however. Yeah, I mean, Fuller, no, ultimately. Uh, Mark Carlson said, I readied for work today. Yet another perfectly good day wasted at work. And whoa, Purple Mafia show in my download tray. Day is going to be great. Listening, Charlie. And thank you always, Mark, from Iowa there. He says, thank you for the star. Great show. The Vikings put Sebastian Balls on paid staff. Yep, nice work, guys. And one more comment. I like what Dave Vicky said. Check for Viking news every day. So that is the hallmark of a true dedicated fan. School Mark from Iowa. And of course, Dave Vicky's also from Iowa. Yep. Mark Carlson. I ended up getting one of the main stars of the year. Because that was the last show. State of the Vikings 2016. So you got the stars of the year. And such Dave Martin, the gold star of the year. And then Gerald String talking about what an honor to be teamed up with such a class act in Mark Carlson's for the Silver Star of the Year Award. And, Mark, and Gerald String and Mark Carlson have had Gold Stars of the Year Awards not too long ago. I uh, really enjoyed the state of the Minnesota Vikings. I'm on the, the Dachshund bandwagon. Also, Corey Coleman would be great also. Or to T. Sebastian. <laughs> really, I really like Floyd as a linebacker if he happens to fall. Yeah, see, this would have been better if I could have recorded sooner. So I, I apologize. Uh, but ultimately, uh, analyzing the draft. Let's see, how does he say? Yep, it would like Floyd if he actually fell. It would have been nice. Um, he says, I don't think he will, but it would be cool to have him and Barr on the same lineup. Wouldn't that be crazy? As far as this is for disappointment, 2015 uh, CP, Cordero Patterson, has always been my underachiever. What a waste of tremendous talent. Last meeting, my 2015 MVP was Everson Griffin. I was so torqued off when they wouldn't resign Jared Allen and gave all that money to Griffin. Couldn't figure out what they were doing. Well, I think Everson has answered that question. Thought he had an amazing year. Kind of reaffirmed my confidence in Spielman outside of a QB that didn't work. That didn't work. That being, uh, of course, Christian Ponder and Cordero. I think they have built a really young and competitive team for the future. Thanks for all the great shows, Joey, and hope you keep bringing Purple Passion. And I always will. I'm going to keep bringing this show out as long as I can, as long as I possibly can, as long as I don't get kicked off the air, right? And I don't think that's going to happen at any point. You guys are keeping me going, too. I mean, you really are. Uh, if I had no fan interaction, like nobody gave a crap about the show, I would have quit. I would have quit because it's not the easiest thing in the world. It's not the hardest either because it's like, this is fun as heck to be able to do it. And just the fact that you listen, it's just freaking cool. You know, the fact that you listen and actually like the show. You know how cool that is, Gerald? You know how cool that is? Mark, Sebastian, Brent Jacobson, Dave Martin, Sam Gupta. I mean, so many. Robin Sullivan. I hope she still listens. She kind of disappeared this year. What the hell? That's kind of an enigma. <laughs> the, the biggest surprise of the year for my listeners is what happened to Robin Sullivan. She kind of disappeared. I, I hope she's still out there listening and such. Uh, shout out to you. Really? Yeah. What what happened to you? Damn it. <laughs> Miss you. Mark Carlson says, Skull Brothers Silver Star Awardee Gerald String next year. This team should rock. Sebastian saying Floyd is not falling. I promise. You can run my Viking show if he does. He won't. And yep, that was uh, that's also the purple press box. You know, we, me and Sebastian tend to shout out to each other on the two shows. So it's a lot of fun. I was actually on the uh, a, a recent purple press box analyzing the draft. So which is kind of like 
<laughs> but then you heard my Purple Mafia version of it in segment number one there. So there you go. There you go. Uh, you know, I might not be perfect at it, but, you know, we, we do what we can. I mean, we analyze what you can for the time being because the sample size ain't big enough. And, of course, they're not competing against NFL defenses and offenses and lines and all that good stuff. You get the idea because it is a pretty good all-over-the-place type of draft. We didn't take a... Didn't take a running back or a quarterback, so but we took a lot of important positions out there. That's for damn sure. Multiple receivers, even how crazy is that? Gerald's ring saying, "Well, I had an old coach once that told me if you're going to dream, you need to dream big dreams, not little dreams." Could you imagine if our defense with Floyd would be so cool? Sebastian says, "Would be better if we got Raglan, though." To be honest, ah, uh, TBH. Yep, that's to be honest. We got an edge guy who can play and run. We need solid pure linebackers. Yeah, sounds good. Good conversation between the guys there. And by the way, I might want to mention this is the Facebook page. To get there, it's facebook.com forward slash Purple Mafia Show. doesn't get really any easier than that, I would hope. Facebook.com forward slash Purple Mafia Show. How cool is that? What a nice, awesome, uh, what, a, what an awesome <laughs> URL I was able to get for that one, huh? It's a beauty. It's a beauty indeed. Thank you guys so much for your support. I also should mention a shout-out to Jordan Walters as well, who's recently uh, been joining Sebastian on the Purple Press Box. Welcome to the to the Viking podcasting world. Nice to know you guys are on my side, though, and not weeds trying to come up and hurt hurt this show, like maybe others out there, like the, <laughs> I don't know, Norse Code, whatever they're called. That's just one. I mean, they're not necessarily enemies, but they're not friends, that's for sure. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's frustrating when, like, nine bajillion other podcasts pop up when you've been around, like, five, six, seven, eight years longer than some of the others, and they pop up like they're all way better than you. Whatever. Anyhow, uh, I posted the thread, says, it's draft day, the first in the round, at least. Share your favorite draft day memories here. I will have a draft day thread later. And, of course, I didn't because I'm stupid, but maybe Sebastian kind of kept it going, right? Maybe he did. Yeah, um, that was the first round. And what's going on here? Okay, he says around the start time of the draft, which I've never did because uh, I don't know why I never did, actually. I just kind of got stuck in the draft. Sebastian says, when we took IP and people lost their minds because we had Taylor coming off a 1K year. Yeah, yep, that was uh, Sebastian's favorite memory. Yeah, it was a pretty awesome memory indeed. And I remember jumping up and down. I've told this story many times in the past. We were doing fall cleanups. Fall cleanups. And I, I... I don't know why, but I couldn't have the radio on. I don't know what it is. But, see, this was in the day and age. It was it was the in-between age. It was 2007. I had a, the, back when the flip phones were still fairly common, but it had a, it had color internet on it, and they managed to still be able to follow the NFL draft simply by refreshing. Refresh, refresh, refresh. The Redskins took, uh, why am I forgetting the guy's name? Was it, I can't remember the, the safety's name. Damn. 2007 draft. And it's like, okay, it's the Vikings choice, Vikings choice. Please take Adrian Peterson. Refresh, refresh, refresh. And it said, hey, Peterson, yeah! I'm jumping up and down as I'm blowing leaves down a very steep hill. And everybody's like, I guess they took who he, who he wanted. Yeah, I've told that story before. That's one of my favorite memories. I think the ultimate one was how uh, it's the Vikings pick. Uh, this Randy Moss guy's been slipping. You know, very talented guy, but he's had his issues. But, uh, you know, in- insanely talented guy who should probably have gone in the top five or so. At the time, and they were talking about it the whole day. And then they go to commercial break. Classic. You know, Minnesota, it's flyover country. Whatever. Flyover country, you know. Ah. 
And then, okay, we're back for break. Oh, the Vikings have selected Randy Moss. Wow, they, they're taking the chance here, but boy, oh boy, this could really be something. And Yeah, that's a pretty good memory. Draft day, I was listening to the radio, 1998, the spring of 1998, doing a, a spring cleanup. Isn't that fun, spring cleanup? Did I say fall cleanup, spring cleanup in both cases? Not the Adrian and all that, because, of course, it's springtime. So, yes, I've been doing cleanups and lawn work for quite a freaking while. Were you in 97 and I was doing a spring clean? Yeah, 97. What what year is this, 2016? That's just a hint of how long I've been doing this stuff, folks, because that was not my first year. <laughs> okay, really bouncing here, Sebastian Barton. Sebastian Barton, that's going to be something to get used to. And no, he didn't get married. Uh, just, yeah, it's just a different last name. I says, <laughs> you get the idea, he didn't get married. Isn't that just crazy? Yeah, anyhow... <laughs> If he's gonna kill me, if people start reaching for Lynch and <laughs> and then their other quarterbacks, this might be compared to 2012 for quarterback drafts. So one of those weird, yeah, oof, that's a scary draft to compare quarterbacks, isn't it? And he says, oh, that's the worst one, 2011 with uh, Hunter and Gabbert. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah. Mm. Mark Carlson says I was exciting when we took Anthony Barr, but truthfully, I was happy listening to my sons talk about the players, and watching the draft with them. Miss those days. and Yeah, I mean, the good old days, so to speak. And uh, Dave Vicky says, Laquan, because we took Laquan. And Sebastian says, we are bleeping retarded. And the response from Malcolm McSween out of Northern California, over there around the Oakland area, I believe. He says, says the, says the guy that called people stupid MFers if we thought the Vikings could get Miles Jack. <laughs> boy, yep, 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 yep. Yeah, oh boy. Yep. A little bit of back and forth there between those two. Do understand, though. Do understand. Miss you, Malcolm, as well. I understand everybody's busy, this and that. You know, always, always love you guys, though. Uh, where am I now? Bouncing around. Yeah, here we go. Yeah, I mean, glowing thoughts about this son of a gun. McKinsey Alexander. McKinsey Alexander, the guy I talked about on the last show, and how happy I am to have him. Talked about him in the first segment. McKinsey Alexander, man. I mean, and it, and it only reached 23 people, this post. I, I I don't know why certain posts just get buried in the Facebook universe. I don't know what it is. I, I, I don't understand what that what that's all about. But it did generate some responses back and forth. So Justin Mayer Henry says, I'm just so excited for next season. I want some football, LOL. Justin Mayer Henry out of Colorado. Colorado, Mark Carlson saying, much needed. Gerald String says his college video looks good. Zimmer can turn him into a good NFL player. And then there's the video. Yep, I love that one. The nation, nation's best cornerback one. That's a very good video. And that's one that I used in such, like we have said, no interceptions in college. But that guy deflects passes like nobody's business. And he's got that personality, man. I'm telling you. He's got that personality, the leadership, the gamer and he's the kind of guy, you know, you work your ass off for that. I, I'm just using, I'm just using this as an example. This has nothing to do with anything. So please don't take it the wrong way. But the harder you fight for that apple, pulling it out of that tree, whatever it is. You know, like say there's an apple up in the tree. You could just be a random young boy who's hungry, whatever it is. Just outside in a nice, rich suburban neighborhood. But you want that apple so bad. Rich suburban neighborhood or a not rich neighborhood. Whatever it is, wherever it is. But the harder you work for that freaking apple, the more you appreciate it. And you know where I got that from? A Garfield comic strip. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, but I had to say. 
I, I got it from that, but it's true. It's true, regardless of <laughs> regardless of how silly that may sound. That was all over the place, wasn't it? Dave Hickey says, with our coach and his temperament and knowledge, with a player in the exact same mold, it's a perfect combination, and it's going to be an excellent backfield for our team. Or should we say secondary, right? Secondary. Backfield is generally like running backs and stuff, but we, we know what you mean. Secondary. Um, exactly. I mean, you couldn't have said it better. Uh, other than the backfield part, which is totally understandable. I'm, I, I'll stop teasing you. <laughs> I'll stop teasing you there. Uh, you, yeah, I couldn't have said that better. I mean, Mike Zimmer, secondary, that's like, yeah. That's, that's a, it's a perfect combination, perfect marriage. I mean, he even got a nice run out of Josh Robinson for a couple of years there, except for one of the three deadly sins in the Seattle game and TCF Bank Stadium. The very last game by, uh, played by the Vikings in that building could have been a very glorious one. Beating one, of, beating my least favorite football team outside of the Packers. Yeah, frickin' a. You forgot to you forgot to jump on you know that you know the uh, World Three One in Super Mario Brothers and the the last little steps there. Some of you old school gamers out there that know about the area where you can just keep getting one up after one up after one up and you trap the turtle. The Vikings uh, forgot to do that before the game. That's the only excuse I can come up with, other than just. Yeah, they just choked three times and it cost a, cost him the game. Mark Carlson says, that's it, yes. And can you tell I'm excited to be back behind the mic talking about the Vikings? Can can you tell? Can you tell? I mean, I, 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 I'm enjoying this a lot. Where are we? McKenzie Alexander, there's the video. Must watch Combine Presser. Just, you know, how can you not love it? How? How can you not love this? Uh, Dave Hickey says, love it. <laughs> yep, he loves it. His commitment to this, to his craft, and his confidence. That's just what we need. Zimmer's building a shutdown defense. No doubt about it. I mean, you know, maybe he can be a better version of Mr. Big Mouth. Not necessarily, I mean, he could be an actual better player. Maybe he could be. Who knows? But one that isn't an asshole. <laughs> Pardon my French. Uh, Mr. Big Mouth is, yeah, he is exactly what I just called him. I mean, do you, do you really think he isn't? And Mr. Big Mouth, for those of you out there wondering who it is, because I always have a nickname for everybody. Sometimes that's how radio is. You just make fun of people a little bit that you don't like very much, and you give them nicknames, like the Rubber Muncher and Steph Curry. Can't stand the guy, but he's he's the Rubber Muncher. He's an arrogant mother blank. Okay, pardon my French again. Arrogant son of a gun. Um, but yeah, uh, that would be Richard Sherman, now that I get to the point. Sorry, I am just too hyper, too excited here. I'm starting to get like Sebastian. I need to get back. Starting to, yeah. I remember. I got to remind myself. I'm 36. I'm not. I'm not 20, 21 ish. <laughs> ah, Vikings to find fifth year option on Cordero Patterson. Oh darn! Doesn't that just break your hearts? Are you sad? Are you sad? Yep. Uh, Sebastian saying, "LOL, cut him. Eat the cap. Eat the cap." Jeff Froyland says, "Everybody knew it. Wouldn't get picked up." I'm a, I forgot where you're... I'm going to look this up really quick. I remember... Uh, where's Jeff Froyland from? Because I knew and I lost it. He is from Iowa. Okay. All right, all right, all right. For some reason, I thought he was in Britain or something. And then I was like, oh, maybe it is Iowa. Yep. Okay, so he's from Iowa. I, I get curious now. I'm going to put myself all over the place. Sorry about that sounds I'm making through. That was not a good idea. Okay, here we go. Uh, Josh Mayer Henry... Also out of Colorado says one season wonder. Yes, he was. 2013. One season wonder. Dave Vicky says, I wonder why. Maybe because he is a complete failure at a receiver. Just a thought. Just a thought. 
Sebastian Barton. <laughs> Sebastian Barton saying, I'd rather have the German return kicks. Yep, 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 yep. Maybe. Maybe that was going to be where we're going. Mm-hmm. Ah, there it is. The picture. Ooh, that's when they started rolling out the field. May 11th. Gosh, that's already a month ago. What the hell? Started rolling out that green machine out on the field of U.S. Bank Stadium. What a beautiful sight, isn't it something? This is like when they were really starting to get that stuff rolled out there. It wasn't even or anything yet. Amazing. David, he says, I can't wait to see it in person. And Yeah. Well, I have a ticket purchased for the very first preseason game, so I'll be at the very first game. But after that, I don't know, man. I have an easier time doing these shows when I'm at home, you know, or, yeah, when I'm at home or maybe somewhere very close by to home so I can just record the show after the game. I don't know. And I, you know how I am about crowds, the prices and stuff. I mean, it's hard to record a show when, it, you know, you're, you're at the game and it takes forever to get home, all that stuff. So it's one of those things. Uh, it's harder to analyze things when you're just kind of in the moment out there yelling and cheering. Though press row wouldn't be bad. Maybe I sit there with the laptop and this this laptop and bombs away. That'd be kind of fun, wouldn't it? Would be fun. Uh, and then the Vikings finally signed Laquan Treadwell. That kind of dragged out and that pissed Sebastian off. I remember that. Dave Hickey says, I have, a, I have a great feeling about Laquan. Jerry Rice was a lot slower than Laquan, which is an interesting thought. Hmm. Uh, he says, and he only went on to be the best receiver of all time, followed by my man, Chris Carter, who is my favorite receiver ever. And he is tutoring Laquan, Laquan Skull. And yeah, Chris Carter was the ultimate like third down receiver. Like You need a catch right here, right now, on the sidelines, whatever it is. And the sidelines is the place to do it because it's, well, there's nobody there to intercept the pass, catch the ball. The ball is caught out of bounds, but his feet are inbounds, that type of thing. And, yeah, it was a beautiful, beautiful thing to watch for many, many years with the Vikings. Man. So, gotta love that. Uh, Happy birthday, Bud Grant. God bless Bud Grant, indeed. I think there were just likes. And that's what it was. Mostly likes and loves. Now you can love. Ooh, isn't that awesome? Yeah. Uh, Happy birthday, Coach Zimmer. And Mark Carlson saying, Skull, Mark out of Iowa, without a doubt. That's a ton of... Yep, Vikings sign. Harrison Smith, the guy I named the most valuable player for the 2015 Vikings. Harrison Smith, five-year, $51.25 million. And Mark Carlson saying that's a ton of money. It is. It is indeed. Yes. Uh, Nice to get him signed and inked. And a lot of people believe that was going to happen. So it happened. Uh, That's a good deal right there. So let's try to get to the visitor posts, if possible. Despite, I don't know how long this is going to take, so bear with me. I try to get to as many as I can without getting too crazy and where I keep out. There aren't that many, and it's my own fault for being inactive. But then again, it helps me do the show sometimes because I, I feel bad when I miss people's thoughts and such. Uh, some of the draft stuff, like pre-draft stuff, I'm going to kind of forego. Other than i got to say, Ali's writing ability is fantastic on Pro Football Spot. i got to give him a huge shout-out. Um, maybe I could ask him to give me a shout-out on his article one time or something. It would be kind of cool. Maybe maybe even write an article about the Purple Mafia show or just a short little short little column about it sometime. That'd be nice if he's listening. Uh, really appreciate that he puts these up there. It does keep the page a pulse moving forward. It's greatly appreciated. So we'll go back to late April a bit if we can. Sebastian's saying late uh, official thread. It's Oh yeah, Joey's late. Let's get this going. 
And there was 38 comments in there. Wow, lots of back and forth. Probably, yep. So this is where it was. Yep, Sebastian. I thought that was what it was. He bailed him out. Uh, Sebastian saying, we drafted a bust just like Flash. Oh, boy. So Gerald was saying, I can't believe. See, I'm kind of just bouncing in the later stages just to kind of, because you can't go all the way back to the beginning. Can't believe Raglan's still on the board. Will be a very consistent and steady player for someone. And Gerald continuing saying, I guess that makes more sense. Man, his college video is pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, what, what was in there before that? Brent Jacobson says there's talked about an enlarged aorta in Raglan's case, so that's scaring games off. Dang. Well, kind of back and forth about Raglan there, who ended up not coming to the Vikings, so maybe we'll kind of move on from there. Thank you, Sebastian, for bailing me out with that one. He's done it before, and it's greatly appreciated. He is literally... He's not like a permanent co-host on the show, but it, there's, it, it's an open invitation whenever possible, and even those long... Uh, the long uh, uh, audio submissions are always, always welcome. Always welcome. Because uh, it's really hard to get together to do a show with somebody right now. Just it, it's it's a tough setup. It, it really is. Uh, and the the audio isn't as good here in the apartment that it was in in a different location before. So kind of sucks, but it is what it is. I mean, you got to go with what you can go with. Pardon me for a racket I'm making right now. Uh, Dave Vicky says I'm happy with Lacan Treadwell. There was a run on receivers, and he was one of the best. He goes up after the ball, and that's what Teddy needs, a red zone threat. Yep. Uh, I love it. I think a lot of Zimmer's defensive players were already picked, so they went for somebody to help out Teddy. Skull. Good stuff. Good stuff indeed. No replies, but there were a few likes in there. Brent Jacobson was in in, uh, the Buffalo Wild Wings to see PA and Norv, Norv Turner. He looks like Brent is voting for Beavis and Butthead in 2016. That's his profile picture at this stage. <laughs> that would be kind of funny. Well, Dick Cheney would, would make a, yeah, the whole, you said Bush, you said Dick. <laughs> I still remember that a while ago. Kind of, yeah, that's a good one. There you go. I guess he's voting for Bush and Cheney again. <gasps> Did I say that? No, I'm just kidding. That probably pissed him off. No. <laughs> Laquan Treadwell at Southdale B-dubs. Laquan Treadwell. He was there for that day. Yep, the day when Laquan, Laquan showed up. Pro Football Spot was talking also with Laquan Treadwell as well. Live Minnesota Vikings draft analysis. Always appreciated, Ali. Always indeed. Uh, draft grades from Sebastian Balls. Sebastian Balls says draft grades. Treadwell B with Jack on the board. I'm sure it was. I'm not sure it was a good move. Alexander B. Oh come on, give him an A. Look at you. Wanted safety, need safety, but he's solid for long term. Trade round, traded round uh, three A plus. Gain picks for next year, so we can can move. Yep. Uh, Beaver B, small school developmental kid of brothers. A, good linebacker. Fundamentally sound. Three block kicks last year alone. Hashtag keeper. Mobo. Yep. Mobo. That is Mr. German receiver out there. A, Mobo was looked at by Green Bay in Seattle and we got him. Bleep you bleepers. You get the idea. Morgan the tight end. Uh, B, solid blocking. Tight end. Solid blocking tight end. Was there a comment? I would just put awesome, man. Yeah, sometimes I'm at work and I can't say too much right away. Uh, yep, there we go. Pro Football Spot was uh, reporting about the whole situation where straight cash homie was replacing, come on, man, on ESPN. And that was uh, one former Viking receiver replacing the other. Randy Moss going to ESPN, replacing Chris Carter. Crazy. Randy Moss, big-time personality on FS1. FS1. 
And now he will be a big-time personality on ESPN. ESPN making changes all over the place because, well, that's just how it goes. Dave Vicky, I can't says, I can't wait to hear your take on our draft class. Joey Skull, well, you're hearing it now, and you've heard it now, and God bless you, and I didn't even click like, and, man, I'm kind of late to the party on that one. Proud owner of Vikings versus Charger tickets. Yep, Sebastian posted that up on there. Can't wait to go to the game with you. Yep, thank you, Sebastian, and I'll do my best to get there. <laughs> yep, uh, I can't 100% guarantee it because God knows what could come up, and my wife is crazy, and I'm crazy, you know, that type of thing. Just things come up, and... I'm going to try to get there, and it was a fantastic deal. It's like buying a stock before it goes up, and yeah, one of those type of deals. So that that's the good part. We got in pretty damn cheap compared to what they are now and what they're going to be. Minnesota 2016 draft grades from from Ali there on, on Pro Football Spot. Do check that out. Do check that out if you haven't already. And again, continue to post those. Ali, always welcome. He said, he posted another one, Vikings team needs draft wrap-up, and there's Mackenzie Alexander wearing that number 20 mm. with Mike Zimmer. That is a scene. That is a sight right there. I also don't understand why Laquan Trittle is wearing number 11. Um, I don't know. I mean, how, how can you not think about Mike Wallace? Yeah, and the guy who was like, just it just didn't work out. Uh, but, oh, well. Uh, Vikings instant impact rookie Laquan Treadwell with pro football spot there. Mark Carlson saying, just reading some news this morning. Joey Wyden, can you address the possibilities of an expanded NFL playoff? Why in the world would they do this? What, what next? Super Bowl, best of seven? <laughs> Thanks, Mark, from Iowa. And I was going to comment. I had a comment written out, and I don't know what happened to it. Like, I, it was on my phone, I think at work type of thing. And so I got interrupted, and I completely forgot what I was, what I was writing. Uh, but I'll comment right now about it. Leave it the hell alone. Um, you've been making bajillions, I mean bajillions of dollars, like well over a billion dollars a year with the way things are. You do not need to expand the playoffs. This is not baseball. And you know what? Baseball expanding the playoffs is okay. So, I mean, and yeah, those little single elimination games to stir it out are not bad. Though it can kind of be devastating too, though. Like you lose your division championship by, by like one game at the last second. You have a great team. And then... You know, just one bounce of the bleeping ball and your season's over. You won 101 games and your season's over just because of a bad bounce and the fact you're in a really strong division. It still sucks in that sense. Um, as for football, just leave it alone. It's the, per- the playoffs, playoff picture is perfect. Having buys is a great idea. Now, I, I mean, ha- having another team being like two rounds ahead of the others, that's just silly. It's a perfect setup. You have your wild card week, and then you have four teams that are in the bye or just one win away from the conference finals. It's perfect. Conference finals, conference championship, whatever. Just leave it alone. That's my thoughts, Mark. I can, it sounds exactly like what you're thinking. Just leave it alone. It, those are my thoughts. That's simple. Three words. Leave it alone. Boo to the commissioner if he even considers changing it. This is, I mean, the NFL has... <laughs> had an unbelievable success rate. Uh, I mean, you know how much I look forward to January every year? I mean, even when the Vikings aren't in it, and I'm recording Pro Mafia with all this enthusiasm and, and happiness, just a joy to record those shows every January. Don't, don't, don't screw it up for me, okay? Not that it's the end of the world or anything, but I wouldn't have that much enjoyment if I thought it needed some tweaking. You know what I mean? If I thought somebody needed some tweaking, I wouldn't enjoy it as much as I do. So look at it that way, Mr. Roger Goodell. And I know you're not going to base your decision on that. 
on what Purple Mafia host Joey Weiser thinks, but at the same time, <laughs> I'm probably not the only one that feels that way, right? <laughs> uh, probably not. So there you go. Isn't that just wasn't that just special? Wasn't that nice of me to say? So there's a way to get to Twitter, and I'm sick of making the noises I'm making here. Ultimately, uh, the way to get there. It's at Purple Mafia Show. It's that simple. Pretty simple stuff. Let's hear what Dave Martin has to say about his, his gold star. Doggone it. I mean, it's a, it's a beautiful thing, isn't it? I mean, how, how can you not want to be the gold star of the year? How can you not? And it is the first time somebody got out of Twitter. He's the very first international gold star of the year award winner. Though you could say a Purple Mafia could go, I've gone, or excuse me, Timberwolves Explosion. It's mostly international guys over there. But I'm starting to get a little of a flow with Minnesotans. It's nice to bring some Minnesotans involved. I would never give away a single Aussie <laughs> or New Zealander away in a heartbeat. I can't hang on to you guys as long as you'll stay with my shows, man. I'm not trading nobody away for nothing. You know, I love you guys. So, let's get to the notifications. It's going to be see how far back can we go. Oh, well, I don't have to go that far. That's good. Stephen A. Smith was saying... About damn time, Joey. LOL. Thank you so much, Stephen, for listening. He says, they will give me something to listen to while doing yard work tomorrow. Thanks for the heads up. See? It doesn't get better than that. Listening to Show Mafia while doing yard work. What do you think, you know, what do you think I do when I do yard work? I listen to podcasts, video games, and sports podcasts, and not modern video games. We're talking Atari 2600. Uh, Ferg out there, gotta give him a shout-out, even though... He doesn't know, he doesn't even know this show exists, but <laughs> Robert, uh, ba, Robert Ferguson, yeah, <laughs> Robert G. Ferguson, yeah, Ferg though out there, game by game, 2600 podcast, gosh, I mean, I, I mean, Atari 2600 podcast, just absolutely awesome, love listening to those uh, 2600, 7800 podcasts with Phil uh, and Televisionaries, just see, uh, I listen to retro stuff, Coleco Visions, you know, you can always look those up on iTunes. You know, I mean, we can all help each other. I should probably tell them about my shows, but they'd probably never listen. But you get the idea. Doing yard work, though. You're right? Courtside podcasts. Hank McCoy, Vince Germano. Crossover podcasts. I don't know what happened to them. I mean, they've been gone all, like, half a year. Well, come on, crossover. Where are you? Vince and Tanae and Hank. I mean, Tanae's a guy that could help out on Timberwolves Explosion, and he has before, and he's just, he is so good. Oh, just love his analysis. He's got a hell of a radio voice, too, man. He, he could fit, he could just slide right on in there. No problem. But see, there it is. It sums it up perfectly. Stephen Smith summed it up perfectly right there. Listening to podcasts while doing hard work. Right? What's more enjoyable? When you, you listen to a podcast while you're doing something rather than, oh, I got to sit in front of my computer. That's boring. I, I want to be out in the boot. I want to be doing something. I'm not a boring nerd like you. But you do yard work. You do dishes, you vacuum the floor, you mop the floor, you clean windows, you do stuff every day, laundry, you, you're telling me you can't listen to a podcast during that time, and you're telling me a podcast won't help, see, I mean, it won't help you pass the time better as you're working, as you're being productive, yeah, see, the, you know, Gerald, Gerald Swing listens when he's, when he's driving, and he's, he's got, he's, he does a lot of road trips for his job. And that's why I got mistaken thinking he's a truck driver. No, no, no. He's a he's it's a little bit higher up than that. More more business minded there, making road trips for business and such. Road trips, road trips like the ultimate. Other than doing yard work, because yard work does take a while. You could just listen and listen and listen. 
Um, but let's keep moving. Comcast Cares says, uh, try to see if there's an update. That was something to do with, uh, that had something to do with Comcast, uh, you know, the whole FSN getting on Comcast. It would be nice to get Fox Sports North on Comcast. I'm still waiting for that. I don't know why. Uh, that's the FSN Go, you know, that thing. Where you could watch Timberwolves and Wild Games. They like, teased us all season about how we can watch it, and we haven't been able to watch a single game on there because they never put it on there for us. Thanks. I, I just love getting teased about that the whole year. So let's get to Mad Martin out there. Mr. Gold Star himself. You know, Mr. Goldstar himself, yeah. He says, are you ready for some action? Yep, well, that, would, that would be the draft. And he said, and a big thank you for the gold star. Cool. As I've said before, thanks for the effort you put in the show. And you are very welcome, Mr. Mad Martin, Dave Martin out there. The Northern Scotland area. That's the gold star winner for 2015. I mean, absolutely fantastic. Just so much passion. Uh, you know, and it's okay to get vulgar too because you were frustrated. You want—I mean, football involves swearing sometimes, just, just a little bit. So it just is what it is. Uh, Dave Martin saying, "I hope to catch up on some podcasts today. Not a day's rest. It's late February. Yeah, I, I hear you, man. I mean, we went through that in the winter too over here. Lots of Sundays, man, and that does not mean the day off from from Monday and the Sunday before that. We had a lot of some harsh weeks." During the winter, but it helped me stay afloat without the lawn service. So I got very lucky with that, to be honest. But um, he says, uh, "Hope all is good with good with you." Look forward to listening, and thank you so much. Says, "Take on uh, the draft first rounders. Receivers always worry me." Yep, yep. Second rounders, a solid pick, and we drafted a German. Interesting, interesting move indeed. Again, it's at Purple Mafia Show to get to the, the Twitter. That actually wraps that up, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, first rounders they're they're risky <laughs> with the with the wide receiver. You could get uh, Devon Austin, and you could get uh, Julio Jones. I mean, you could get Randy Moss, and you could get Troy Williamson. You know, just I mean, yeah, it's it's very scary. So great points, and right there, and you know, even if you want to call it stating the obvious, it still makes a hell of a lot of sense. Uh, same thing with quarterbacks in the first round. You know, Tim Couch. Hello, Tim Couch? Are you still there? No. Ryan Leaf? Nope. Ryan, uh, you know, and then there's just, there's so many others. You know the blue chips that did make it. You know, uh, it's all over the place. Uh, Matthew Stafford certainly hasn't lived up to like a number one, number two pick. He was a number one pick in the draft. Did he really ever live up to that? Eh, you know, he's just another Jay Cutler. Okay, not really, but kind of. Inconsistency level. I want to thank you guys for the fan interaction, man. I enjoyed the hell out of the fan interaction. <laughs> I really did. And I often do. You know, just God bless you guys. Thank you so much for being a part of this show and for keeping us going, keeping us afloat. I feel younger today. I don't know what's going on. Lots of energy. Mm. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, but I want to thank you guys so much for being a part of this show, for keeping me afloat, telling your friends about it. It's nice to see the Facebook page continuing to grow, Twitter account getting some more followers. And just people popping in, and you know that I that I never heard from before, and they just they love the show. They they comment about this and that. They like this. Some some listen, some don't. Maybe maybe they don't listen, but some of them do. And it's just I want to thank you so much. And those of you that are so loyal and so active on the pages, couldn't do it without you. Just seriously, I I, I wouldn't do it without you. I would have stopped about four or five years ago if you guys didn't start popping in because like the first couple of years. Boy, I mean, it was like a wilderness. I mean, it was finally like 2009, some faces started to pop in. That was about two, yeah. It was like halfway through my second year of podcasting or so. 
some faces, some names started to pop in, it, and then it, and then it just slowly grew from there, and it got a little bit better, a little bit better, and it was it was awesome, wonderful, and so many of you have stuck around, you haven't disappeared, and just I, I thank you so much for that. Like a couple of names disappeared with Timberwolves explosion, but not too many here and there. I mean, it, it just happens though. Not everybody's going to hang around, but for those of you that have, thank you so very much. Thank you so very much indeed. Um, that's about it. I mean, I, I bounce around all over the place. Stay warm. Stay cool, actually. Stay cool from this humidity that's been floating around. Inconsistent weather. All that. And enjoy the summertime. And I do apologize for the hiatuses, but this time of year, it's like I'm not really in football mode. You had the hockey playoffs. You had the basketball playoffs. They didn't go as well as you thought. Hockey playoffs went good for a while. And then the Sharks just like... I don't know, the Penguins just kind of kicked their butts, you know, and they looked like, for the longest time, I thought the Sharks were going to do the butt kicking with how way they were rolling through everybody, just like St. Louis was rolling through everybody, and then the Sharks kicked their butts, but the Pittsburgh Penguins, good Lord, I gotta, I'm got i going to definitely record a show about Brave the Wild extremely soon, <laughs> extremely soon, that show's going to be coming out, so as I'm recording this one in pieces, that one I'll probably be able to record in one one part right away. So, ultimately, look out for Brave the Wild out there. I'll be talking about hockey quite a bit there, enjoying it. Um, congratulating the Pittsburgh Penguins in their Stanley Cup. And hopefully we'll be talking about the Minnesota Vikings in their Super Bowl championship extremely soon. And I'll be here to do it. I will be doggone here to talk about it on Purple Mafia. And I was talking to, with my friend uh, Kurt at work today. You know, I've been covering Super Bowls on this podcast since 2000, the 2007 season. That, that's insane. Uh, the very first, the second game I ever covered, actually, second, third game, whatever, I ever covered on this podcast was the undefeated Patriots versus the Giants. It's been that long already, back in, you know, January, February, 08. That's insane, isn't it? It's insane. Weird. So, it's been a long run. It really has. Over 500 podcasts since then. Weird. I don't think anybody's been around since the first one. Probably Dylan, but I don't even know if he's listened to all of the shows. Maybe, maybe not. Probably not all of them, but some of them here and there, off and on, most of them for for, for this show anyway. Just again, thank you guys so much. Sorry I'm dragging this so long, but uh, we'll be back to talk about the Vikings again fairly soon. Maybe one more before training camp. Maybe not. God knows. I mean, um, we'll just see what happens. It's kind of the doldrum time of the show. Hopefully this was able to give you some Viking fix. That was the goal at this stage. And it's also time to well get caught up a bit too, talk about the draft and just blab and say hello and thank you. That's basically what I'm doing right now. So <laughs> I better stop blabbing. You got things to do. I got things to do. That type of deal. So until next time, do take care everybody and go Vikings. <laughs>